You're listening to Living with Louie. Well, welcome back. And um, as I had said last week, I'll kind of this week I want to kind of continue um, with uh, with kind of sharing with folks uh, the uh, the different stages of grief. And and I've been specifically asked as to how did I deal with it and how did I get. Um, on with uh, with with acceptance, and uh, one of the things that well, I talked about in last week's was a lot about denial and the fact that we actually, um, in my case, I didn't want to see it. I didn't. People saw things. I was like, "Nope, I'm fine." And um, I guess I, as I had said before, I kind of turned a blind eye to it, and as if ignoring it was going to make anything any better but and again this is in the very early stages and even actually before i had my official diagnosis uh and then the next uh, set of emotions i think that comes creeping along is anger um anger because i'm because a because things are not going the way they used to uh I've, I lost my job. I lost the ability to perform a lot of, uh, simple tasks. Um, and I started to lose my ability to, uh, keep on task and to complete tasks. Uh, all of these things were happening and they create frustration and that creates for me anyway, um, anger. And, uh, so I think that, um, anger is, uh, is certainly one of the things that happens in this grieving process that you kind of go through is that you're the, even, uh, after you kind of know that things are getting worse and as, as things get worse and you lose more of your independence, I believe it makes you more angry. And so as you go through that period, uh, of, uh, of different things, uh, starting to fail, uh, my speech was getting, um, much worse and, um, my balance, all these things were happening and there were no answers. And finally, uh, after a couple of years of clinical observation and whatnot, we finally, uh, came to, and some tests, of course, the scans and things like that, that they, that they do before they came to the, the, um, the conclusion that it was, uh, probably, uh, dementia with Lewy bodies and then was sent to John Hopkins who concurred with that, uh, with that diagnosis, um, that's when, uh, that's when I went searching on the internet when they told me that that's what it was. And I found out that my goodness, there's nothing but negative things uh, there. Things that um, are telling you, uh, that your life expectancy is going to be substantially cut short. Um, it just paints a really grim picture. And so, um, 
I'm, now I'm angry because why do I have this? Why me? I'm angry because I don't know how it's going to affect my family. I don't, you know, all these things are going through your head. You're running through this gamut or gauntlet, if you will, of emotions. And it uh, becomes um, very difficult. And so I think that that, that takes place. And then you, um, I know that, all of these things kind of together put into a box and it becomes this or throws you down in this rabbit hole of depression and it's not an easy place to climb up out of. And so uh, some of the questions that I was uh, kind of asked is uh, how did you manage to get from diagnosis to acceptance? And, um, I will tell you that with these different stages that you go through in grief with denial, anger, bargaining, um, all these, um, the, the depression and everything. Um, and then you can finally get to the point of acceptance. Yes. Okay. So I would say that, um, the biggest, uh, help to me was I, I felt like my situation was one that I could do very little about. Uh, I, I felt like, okay, this is it. Uh, and I am so thankful that I ended up with the team of therapists that I did that I can't even, um, I can't even begin to, to, uh, appreciate them enough because they, they came in and they found someone who was uh, probably pretty depressed and I wasn't real uh, eager to um, share things, uh, but they, they, they showed me that I could get up out of bed and I could start uh, doing some things that would uh, help me to better manage this, uh, this disease. They actually taught me that there are ways that I could fight back. They taught me that, uh, that the concept of neuroplasticity or retraining your brain, if you will. And I've talked about this in previous episodes that just a simple act of walking, um, I had to get off my toes and that meant my being very conscious about put your heel down first. And I have to still, even after over a year of this therapy and then trying to reprogram things in my brain, I still have to do that. I still have to remind myself, you know, of these simple things, these simple things that were automatic and in every other, you know, before, uh, Louis body. And I think that, um, that with the help of the counselor, I had, I came to the point where I, I realized that a, I have this diagnosis and B, 
Um, there are some things that I can do to fight back. And now am I going to win the mental decline battle? No. Uh, I don't think that anybody has figured out yet how to control the, um, the alpha synuclein proteins gathering on the brain cells. Uh, I don't know that anybody's figured out how to control that yet. So that part of this disease, I can't do much about, but I can fight back on the physical front and I keep working. Um, I work out every day. I, I, I have, uh, therapy and on the days I don't have therapy, I'm, I will do exercises myself, keeping myself because the muscle rigidity is a, is a real issue with this. The stiffness of movement because of the muscle rigidity, it all can be combated through um, trying to keep your muscles as limber as possible, keeping your body as limber as possible, teaching your body that to um, uh, how to control balance again. I mean, it's... It, it's almost, uh, like, uh, like, like, like kind of retraining and starting over how to stay, uh, um, in a, uh, in, a, in the, uh, correct position for walking, uh, you know, keeping your weight back in your heels, not getting up on the toes, the things that create, um, falls and, uh, now for me, that is is kind of the the process of denial and anger that I went through. I don't know that I spent a lot of time bargaining, uh, you know, other than saying, "Well, what could I have done maybe differently in my life that maybe I wouldn't be in this situation?" But the reality is, is Louis body uh, is not anything that I chose. It's nothing you chose. It's nothing our loved ones chose. It's the, it's the hand that we're kind of dealt. And then we have to figure out how we're going to deal with that. And I think that you have a choice that you have to make. You can lay down and give up and say, well, uh, woe is me. And this is, uh, this is going to be what's going to be the end. And, um, that will probably turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy. It will, uh, it's probably one of, in my opinion, I think that mental attitude and your willingness to do what you can are going to place a, um, a huge impact on how fast this progresses. Um, I can tell you that I have noticed I decline um, in the in my cognitive sense. Um, I've, you've heard me talk about the fog. The fog is here much more often, and it's thicker. And uh, I still have the hallucinations. I'm very happy that with the hallucinations, for the most part. I can kind of find my way through those with logic. Um, I do not own a little brown dog. 
However, I have seen this little brown dog on several occasions. And um, as a matter of fact, last evening I was uh, trying to uh, do some cleanup in the kitchen and I looked down and here he is. He's right there by my side looking up at me, wagging his tail like, uh, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, you're here again. Um, and, and there it is. I mean, it's, I've not had any hallucinations that really scared me, but if I want to go, if I want to go back and, and, and say that, that getting out of the rabbit hole and getting, um, uh, concentrating on a few positive things each day started that process. And the, the therapist showing me all of these things of trying to do something positive of the things that, that brought me out of that deep depression and into a place where I could accept what's happening to me and then decide I'm going to do everything that I possibly can to fight back. And that's where I find myself. I had a conversation with, uh, with my counselor and, uh, we were, we were talking about, um, how do you really describe these, uh, these, uh, the, the grieving process and the things that we go through. And th this is true, whether you're grieving the loss of a loved one, you're grieving the loss of independence, um, or the many losses that we, uh, that we go through as we go down this journey with Louie body and, uh, what, um, what she told me, she told me about the, um, it's called, uh, a ball in a box metaphor that uh, you can find, uh, if you just Google, um, ball in a box grief and you will find, uh, this, um, analogy out there. Um, and basically what this goes to say is that, 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 um, the grief is like a ball in a box. It's at first it's a, and that on the box, okay, is a button inside the box. There's a button and this button is what causes us to have the feelings of anger, the feelings of depression, the, the things that the, the uncomfortable emotions. So at first the ball's real big. And so it's constantly hitting that button and you're constantly finding yourself in, in this angry, frustrated, um, depressed area. But as time goes on, this grief doesn't go away. Uh, the ball maybe gets a little bit smaller so it can move around in the box, maybe a little more before it hits that button. Uh, but it is going to hit the button and it does hit the button. Uh, and so if you get a chance, I would tell you to, uh, Google this, uh, ball in the box, uh, analogy and take a look at it. And, um, I think that, uh, it'll make sense to you, um, what, uh, what they're, what they're trying to say. And I actually, 
uh, found this to uh, be quite interesting and, uh, and, and quite true. And then so um, hopefully your ball's getting smaller in that box. Um, and uh, if, it, if your ball is still big in that box, don't, uh, don't, don't beat yourself up because guess what? The, the days when the ball is smaller are coming and, um, and hopefully that you can, uh, through, um, through your acceptance, you can find a way to make that ball smaller. There's a quote that I saw from, um, Elizabeth, uh, Gilbert. Uh, she's the author of eat, pray, love. At any rate, the, her, uh, her quote that says, deep grief sometimes is almost like a specific location, a coordinate on a map of time. When you're standing in the, that forest of sorrow, you cannot imagine that you could ever find your way to a better place. But if someone can assure you that they themselves have stood in that same place, and now have moved on, sometimes this will bring hope. I, that is so true. And I think that that speaks very much to uh, one of the things that I try to accomplish with this podcast is that you're not alone. And there are others that are going down this journey. And I like to try to share with folks kind of what I go through. I also hope that this helps to educate people through um, the fact of Louis body uh, and raises awareness. Uh, that's really the, the sole function that, that I started this podcast for. And um, I can tell you that, that the, if there's anything else that helped me, it was learning to celebrate um, small victories. And, um, I, I will go back to something I've talked about before. And that was, uh, that, I, that I can't do all of the things that I used to do, at least not the way that I used to do it. So when I have, um, small victories with, um, uh, with, working on a project here at home and I managed to complete it, um, tasks that I can complete those small victories. They don't, that that's, those are the things that I think you need to celebrate. And those are the things that I think help us to, or help me to have a little bit more of a positive, uh, mental attitude. And I think mental attitude, as I said earlier, is, um, is key. And, uh, so that's pretty much, I think, uh, how I navigated through the grief and came to the acceptance of my diagnosis and the acceptance that I needed to work as hard as I can to try to fight off as many aspects of it as I possibly can. I hope that, uh, that listeners have, uh, are helped or, or can see 
some of themselves and what I'm talking about and, and can know that, that, uh, that you're not alone and that there, there are ways to still have some quality of life after your diagnosis. And, uh, that is, um, something that, uh, I think that I have been able to achieve. Um, do I wish that things were back the way they used to be? Sure. But that comes with the acceptance, the acceptance of accepting where you are and what's happening and the willingness to uh, get up and try to fight it on every front that you can. One of the things that I have learned uh, through this journey is that I'll have days that are better, of course, than others. And I know uh, plenty of, of people that I've, that I've seen comment on it. That's exactly what you, you have good days, you have bad days. And, um, one thing that I will say is that, that, that there's on, on good days when I, when I feel like everything's going real well and you almost feel like you're normal, but, uh, well, we're, you're still normal, but you, I think you understand what I'm saying. Uh, I, I there, then there are days that, uh, the, all gets real thick and it just reminds you that Louie's in the house and no, you're not taking the journey alone. And I hope that, um, what I've shared with you maybe will let you know that and, and give you a little bit of comfort, maybe a, a way to look and find, uh, your way, uh, to acceptance and, and, and please, uh, try to make that ball smaller. Um, and take them in and look at that ball in the box. Thank you all. Please remember folks that we are 100% voluntarily, uh, funded by our listeners. So please go to the link and at the bottom of your, uh, of your favorite podcast, uh, provider, and you'll find a link there that says, uh, support the show, or you can find us on, uh, GoFundMe under Living with Louie podcast, um, and every dollar counts, uh, and every dollar helps. So please, uh, take a minute and, uh, go in and, uh, and support the show. We, we certainly would appreciate it. Uh, the only thing we try to do is cover our operating costs and equipment maintenance costs. So, uh, we thank you and have a great day. We'd like to thank you for joining us for this edition of Living with Louie.